This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agrinovis Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Indiana is home to more than 700 dairy farms that together provide a home for more than 174 thousand dairy cows. In total, those cows generate more than four and a half billion pounds of milk a year. It's a big business and a big opportunity for continued growth and innovation. And joining us today is the woman leading the work to continue fuel milk's growth in Indiana. Welcome American Dairy Association, Indiana CEO, Jenny Browning. Jenny, Hello. welcome. Hi, Mitch. It's so good to be on your famous podcast. Oh, Jenny, you are kind. It is so good to have you here. Dairy, such an important piece, uh, such an important place on the dinner table for many across the state around the world. Before we dig into what's happening in dairy, we have to learn more about you, your journey, share more about your path to the American Dairy Association. Well, a lot of people might not know this, but my background is actually in dietetics and exercise physiology, and it, it did lead me to dairy. So part of that was just really being interested in nutrition and how um, the to keep the body healthy. And a big part of that is dairy, dairy protein. And over the years, one of the first gigs was actually doing inpatient, outpatient counseling, dietetic counseling to, to patients here in Indy. And eventually, marketing and communication was my passion. That led me here doing communications for Indiana dairy farmers. And the CEO gig uh, opened up a little bit, and I've been doing that position about four years. I love it. It's such an interesting organization. The American Dairy Association of Indiana, led by farmers, focused on improving health. Perfect fit for you. Uh, share more, if you would, about the organization and the work that you and your team are leading to really advance milk as a source of nutrition. Sure. Well, I'm sure through a lot of the different podcasts, people have talked about the disconnect sometimes with whether it is technology innovation, but really agriculture. Only 2% of the population is connected to right. agriculture. So that's also one of the passions of, of mine and organization is connecting people to how their food is grown, um, raised, because a lot of people don't have to worry about it because farmers are doing a really good job. So part of that is that we have a lot of questions about nutrition and people can Google it or you can get it from your friend on Facebook, but also you can also go talk to a farmer. So that's what really we want to do. We have a lot of research that we do nationally and work with a lot of partners that we're really passionate about getting that nutrition of dairy. So 13 essential nutrients and talking to people, whether it is scientists at universities or pediatricians and those thought leaders and getting their them the information they need in order to counsel patients or their students about nutrition, including dairy nutrition. Dairy. Dairy production in Indiana is such an important piece of the economy and such an important piece of, of your world. Share more about the products that the 700 dairy farms in Indiana are actually supplying. This is, this, we think of milk, we think of you know, the jug of milk, but it's more than that. It is. So a lot of, it's a, beyond just the white gallon of milk. If you go and look at the dairy case, you see a variety of, of products. So not only just milk, there's different flavors, there's lactose-free options for those that are um, lactose intolerant. And then also, if you just go to cheese, the variety of cheeses and the individual servings. So a lot of our consumers now really want that individualized serving and neat packaging. If you talk about millennials or Gen Z, that's even more prevalent. So it's not, we can't look at just milk and say milk consumption is going up or down. Look at all the ingredients and all the variety of whether it's yogurt, 
um, cheese, milk, cottage cheese. So really the full gamut of dairy products. And just in our state, so we have big processing plants. We actually have one of the very few dry powder um, where they take milk and, and then with the process they do. I don't know that process, but there are people who know there the are. process um, up north in Goshen. So they do that until where they do dry powdered milk and they all the way from ice cream. So ice cream is really big in our state as well. So and then we all the way to artesian cheeses and, and um, more of those on farm bottling plants. So we really have a wide variety here in Indiana of, of dairy processing. Yeah, the diversity of product and I think even the diversity of innovation that we're seeing across the dairy ecosystem. You and I were at a dairy farm in northern Indiana. It feels like yesterday. I think it's been a couple months ago now. But the amount of technology that was on that farm. I mean, this is a this is a farm that went from multiple people to I think they said they could have it with with one. You know, if if push came to shove, they could operate the farm with one. Share more about sort of the innovation you're seeing. And what's actually happening on a dairy farm in Indiana today? Sure. So again, just think about the management practices of dairy farms. We have, I think the average dairy farm is, uh, herd size is just under 200 cows, but that can even be less than the, and then way more here in Indiana. So technology, we don't hand milk cows anymore. So some people don't know that either. And really the time spent milking for a dairy cow is maybe 15 minutes at a time. So the technology itself, just like we have our smartphones. So really a dairy farmer can look at his smart or her smartphone and really almost like a medical history record, look at each dairy cow and see how they're doing. You can see it can send an alert if a dairy cow isn't moving quite as much as a dairy cow would, it would alert. So you might want to look at, you know, Betsy or cow number 777. So they can go look and pull and have either they take a look or have the vet take a look. Same with milk production. If milk production is down with a cow, we might want to look at the cow to see what's going on. They have robotic milkers now. Not everyone, but in the state of Indiana, I think in, let's see, about 1990s or early 2000s, there was maybe one Robotic milker, um, I believe there's 177 now and in the state of Indiana. And that just has a cow where they can get up and go get milked and kind of do whatever they want. So it's free to go up and get milked or they're free to go lay down in the stall and free to go get water. So it really takes the, the labor out of the dairy farmer to we're really just monitoring what's happening on um, the digital side of the of the farm. It's incredible. When we talked with the farmer up in northern Indiana, it was so important for him to share with us this transformation that had happened on his farm where, you know, you, you think about caring for the cow and making sure that the milk process is is good. But from a from a quality of life standpoint for him and his family, I mean, he could actually go somewhere. I mean, you, you think about a, a modern milk production facility, a dairy production facility, you know, prior to that automation, prior to the innovation being applied, it was seven days a week. You were there. Like there was no escaping. Absolutely. So a lot of our smaller farmers, maybe they just have their family working and maybe a couple other farm employees off the farm. This is a decision they can do so they can go watch their family yeah. or their son play basketball in the evening and and just really have one of what I would say a normal lifestyle so that they can leave the farm and have that stress kind of off of their shoulders for a little bit. So a lot of the small family farms, instead of having employees or hiring more, they'll, they'll invest into a robotic milker. Now, we do have up north one of the largest robotic milking farms, too. So not only you don't have to just be a small 
farm, you can also be a larger operations. And a lot of people do that for the way they find that cows give, um, are able to produce more milk. So that's more efficient and therefore more sustainable for their farm and also um, the long haul. That challenge and opportunity, two sides of the same coin, right? When Absolutely. somebody finds a challenge, great innovation comes from it. We're seeing we're seeing that on dairy farms here in Indiana. One of those challenges, obviously, is sustainability and profitability as we think about two essential outcomes that have to happen as part of dairy operations. And you've seen Indiana Dairy has seen some real big gains on the sustainability front since seven to 2007. Dairy farms have reduced environmental impact 21 percent less land, 30 percent less water, generating 20 percent less manure. Jenny, these numbers are astounding. What's driving these gains? Well, a lot of farmers have been doing this from the get go. So a lot of this is just getting able to collect the data in a way that it's easy to collect data and report it out. Mm. So there is new technologies that are happening, whether it's a manure digester. So we're really we're taking either food products from other local restaurants and also the manure off the farm. You can put it in a biodigester and get energy. And, and we have farms that fuel neighborhoods and, and, and are able to provide electricity to homes. So again, just having that sustainability story is, is huge. And then all the things that farmers do every day, whether it's recycling water, it's, it's utilizing the sand bedding and, and recycling that, it's doing those things they do every day. But how do we collect the data? How do we get it out to the public and also the customers that are buying their products? Yeah, I think it's it, every time we talk sustainability, I think we have to think about environmental sustainability and economic sustainability. This Absolutely. idea that you, you can't focus on environmental sustainability without a business that's actually generating profit to continue to be a business. Absolutely. And your dairy farmers have done an amazing job at that. Yes. They, and they continue to, to amaze us and, and innovate with the things they do. Um, you give a dairy farmer a problem, they're going to learn and and know how to fix it because that's what they've been doing from from day one on the farm. So we say they're kind of the original environmentalist because they, they've been doing this again whether it was due to sustain their their business and now to sustain usually the, the land that they live right. on, their family actually lives on the land and they want to do the best for their community. It makes a lot of sense. And that entrepreneurial spirit, I think, is alive and well. And if we zoom out and we look at Indiana Dairy as part of the broader global food system, you know, we've seen a lot of evolution and in the, the global sort of food market as it relates to milk. Consumer preferences have evolved and changed just like they do across all categories of food. How is dairy competing for wallet share and how is the industry embracing innovation as it as new markets, new entrants come into the quote unquote quote milk market? That's right. So you think about, again, the ingredients and the the market that we're really targeting is Gen Z. And when you look at Gen Z, there's a lot of. Um, where they get their information and inspiration. So maybe some of the products are different and the, the way that we're creating them and packaging them, but really it's how we communicate about them and reach the target audience. So Gen Z, what they're saying that, you know, they get their information, they're on their phone um, a lot and they're, they're going to be shopping online. They're going to be messaging. They're going to be on social platforms. 
Um, attention span of, I, I don't think it's just Gen Z because I think this, my attention span is this as well, is like eight seconds. And I think <laughs> a goldfish actually has a longer <laughs> attention span. So how do you market the people you're trying to reach and then connect with them? So they really want to feel connected to the product. They want to know who's behind the product, how it's made, and that they can reach out and that it matters to th to the person who's creating the product that they care and they'll have an answer if they have a question about it. So that goes a, a long ways too to all the innovation. So how do you market that innovation? But again, it's about ingredients. It's about some of the ingredients that um, you wouldn't think about in not just milk. So it's the lactose that can be separated. It's the whey protein and, and how that's getting utilized into products nowadays. So. Yeah, it's incredible. And you've done an amazing job. You specifically have done an amazing job of going out and sharing the story of dairy. This is a big month for you, the month of May. We've seen really the Indy 500 being a platform for Indiana dairy farmers. You've done it with Play 60, with the Colts. Share more about the Indianapolis 500, this platform that you've built of really taking dairy to not just a to victory circle, but how do you use this platform to tell these stories and to inspire people around what is Indiana milk? Well, for those who aren't maybe from Indiana or have not really embraced or gone to the Indy 500 race, it's the greatest month and the month of May in Indy. And what is really neat and what makes it the greatest spectacle of racing is that the traditions around the race and um, the the drivers and the fans alike will say that it's um, really the fans that lift it up and the traditions, whether it's a kissing of the brick, uh, the Borg Warner trophy, and of course, the iconic drink of milk at the end of the race by the winning driver. So it all started in 1936. You have Louis Meyer who drank buttermilk, which is not like buttermilk back in um, or nowadays and cultured and sour like sour cream, but it's really just the, um, the aftermath of making butter. And so ever since we have this platform where the milk is really the trophy, the drivers keep the bottle of milk. So I before in 1990s, it was really just the maybe the the CEO would give it out or, or somebody from or really the track would just have one of those yellow shirts. If you've ever been there oh, sure. telling you what to do and what not to do. Usually what not to do for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And uh <laughs> But now, over time, since the early 2000s, we've had the dairy farmer be the person to present it. So, And to watch that farmer, and we, we now have a three-year process because it's a, they have a lot to do, but to watch that farmer be so proud because it's the product that they work hard, it's their livelihood, that the, usually their family is involved in helping create. It's that moment they get to present that. And the driver is just equally excited to, they've worked and usually family tradition goes into that and they've worked 365 days to get there. It's a weird world of collision of racing and dairy farming where the worlds collide in that moment where they couldn't be more proud. So the track embraces it and Indiana embraces it and we'll do everything to highlight our dairy farmers for it. So we have sports media, um, national media that want to visit a dairy farm. And, and, this, and, and we get to tell that story and the farmers get to share what they do. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure a consumer or the public who has questions about farming in general, agriculture in general, or dairy, to see the face of a dairy farmer, see a face of a farmer, and just have some kind of relationship there. Because if they ever question 
where their food comes from or they see something on social media that they have a reference point or some type of relationship where they know where they can get information that maybe is more accurate. It's iconic. I mean, it is an absolute iconic experience. I can't wait to see it here next week. It's going to be amazing. Jenny, we have time for one more question. And this is the big one because there is so much evolution. There's so much focus on innovation as we think about the broader ag bioscience economy, but certainly in dairy. What's next? What's next for American Dairy Association of Indiana and the broader industry? I think so really organizations like Agronovus and and really anybody lifting up those startups and the innovation of dairy products and innovation of maybe on-farm technologies and on-farm management practices, that's what the future holds. So really embracing people who will be open-minded and and stretch the boundaries of what dairy ingredients can do. So again, it's the innovation, but you're going to see ingredients of dairy show up in places that you really didn't think about, or it's really about those ingredients and what they do for health. So it's how they make you feel. We, we don't care about so much the vitamins and minerals. I mean, we do, but we want to know how that makes us feel. So I think that's, you'll see products that go on the market that really target people who want to feel energy or they want to feel relaxed and and really have ingredients of, of dairy in those products. Well, we look forward to keeping in touch on that and exploring all things performance, all things innovation. She is Jenny Browning, CEO of American Dairy Association of Indiana. Jenny, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Mitch. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovisindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovis team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovis Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.